listening to a collection of interviews conducted on arts and culture on the morning mixtape with your host, Nicole DiDonato. Listen live every Thursday morning at 9.15 a.m. on CGRU 12.80 a.m. in Toronto or stream it online at CGRU.ca. Welcome to Arts and Culture on the Morning Mixtape. I'm your host, Nicole DiDonato. Today on the show, I'll be playing a conversation I had with Toronto Dream Pop artist and producer, James Wyatt Crosby. He is known for playing with a variety of genres, from indie electronic to rock. In January 2017, Crosby left his band Garbaggio to pursue his long-held aspirations of completing a full-length album. He will be releasing his debut album, Twins, on September 15th via Mason of Music. Crosby will be having his album release show on September 13th at The Smiling Buddha. In the interview, we talked about his songwriting process, his forthcoming album, as well as his upcoming show in Toronto. Let's take a listen. Hey James, how's it going? Doing good. How about you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for joining me today. No problem. Thanks for having me in. Awesome. So um, first I was wondering if you can tell me a bit about yourself and how you first got into music. So I grew up in Cambridge, Ontario, and it was pretty quiet there. And uh, yeah, my brothers went away to school, and uh, they, they had a bunch of musical instruments like drums and guitars, and they left all that behind when they went to school, uh, and I just kind of inherited all of that and just started doing some home recording and getting into it that way, kind of. Right, yeah. And so um, what types of instruments did you inherit? Well, there was, uh, they had drums and guitars and uh, also stranger instruments. Like, um, my brothers also traveled. Um, So my brother Steve went to India and uh, had a sitar shipped home. So that just showed up in the mail one day. So that was pretty cool. So just got a bunch of instruments that way. And then people would kind of start buying me more and more instruments so I just had this collection this kind of like mountain of stuff and I'd borrow from friends too so it was pretty cool right and so did you like teach yourself how to play most of those instruments like the sitar for example like how how did that go I guess I just kind of like would guess or like just um I'd make like these little loops that would kind of evolve into songs but um yeah just experimentation and just playing simple melodies and kind of like uh you know doing a uh, not doing the best job, not doing it the way you should, but, uh, you know, getting it done. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's cool, too, because sometimes you um, come up or, like, find these really interesting sounds that, like, with these instruments that other people who maybe, like, learned professionally how to play it, like, by, like, got taught or whatever. So I think it's cool because then you kind of, yeah, come up with those weird, interesting sounds that are unique. So works out. Well, thank you. <laughs> no problem. And um, and now I want to talk a bit about um, your sound. So I know it's kind of described as a bunch of different things, dream pop, indie electronica, indie rock even. So um, I was wondering what, how, like, what made you decide um, what type of genre of music you wanted to create? I guess I um, just, I like the, the rock or the pop rock format. Um, you know, just short songs that are melodic and catchy, have like some verses and choruses and things. But it's just fun to try and inject your own kind of original spin um, into that that format. So, um, yeah, I, I just really enjoy the process of experimentation with uh, different sounds and uh, different structures and things like that. But um, while keeping it in 
in the, uh, I guess, the framework of that kind of indie rock format. Yeah, and um, I really find it interesting, too, because... Like like you said, they're kind of like like the more popular genres or, you know, very accessible genres. So I think it's cool because you really do add your own spin to it and combine different sounds, which is super cool. And yeah, I love it. And um, I know that you are going to be releasing an album on September 15th called Twins. And um, I love this record. I've listened to it. Can't wait for others to hear it. Um, but I was wondering if you could tell me a bit about how you feel about people kind of hearing this record. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's exciting. I like that part of the process the most. It's like it's really interesting um, to hear other people's takes on it because I've I've heard those songs like, you know, hundreds of thousands of times, it feels like. So when I hear other people's opinions or like um, how they read them, it's it's really like interesting for me. And it, it makes me feel like I can listen to it kind of with fresh ears almost. So I'm excited for people to hear it and, uh, you know, just see what people think. I, I like good reviews. I like bad reviews or like just anything, right? Like any sort of um, uh, conversation about it. I just find that kind of fascinating. It's cool. Right. And um, actually, I was going to say, I was reading something on your uh, Facebook page and a few other pages where you were saying that with this record, you feel like you can finally stand behind your music without making excuses about it. So I was wondering if you could kind of expand on what you mean by that. Well, I guess... Um, my approach for a long time was kind of like uh, going like a lo-fi, bedroomy kind of thing where you're, you're kind of um, what you lack in um, expertise uh, in terms of recording, you make up with uh, in kind of feeling or like emotion or like songwriting or something. So this one, this record is um, more of a step up production-wise. And uh, so I guess um, that's that's kind of the the meaning behind that like I I still like the idea of doing things yourself and like the whole DIY thing and um, you know that kind of stuff is really fun but this was like a really um, concerted effort to make something that was like would stand up on the radio next to you know other things in that genre Right. And I think um, it's cool, too, because I feel like with anything artistic, um, like the artist is very vulnerable, right? Because you're putting out, you know, music that you made or wh whether you're like yeah, writing something or, you know, if you film something, anything like that, it's like a personal thing. And especially totally. if you're writing from personal experiences. So I feel like I, I really understand that, too. And I think it's cool that, um, yeah, you, you stand behind this album and I'm sure you obviously stand behind your other stuff as well. Totally, but yeah. I think it's cool that it's like this new kind of confidence or like you kind of are coming into your own with this album, which is cool. And I think that also comes to with like time and, you know, the more you figure out yourself and your sound. So totally. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks. No problem. <laughs> yeah. And I was wondering, too, about um, the name of the album. So why did you decide to call it Twins? Um, well, there's a song on the record. It's the last song called Twins. Um, I guess it's just like a fascinating idea. My mom is a twin and the, the album cover is actually a picture of my mom and my aunt. Um and it's just always kind of fascinated me. And I guess the original concept for the album was to have each song have like kind of a twin song. So like they kind of have twins. And we kind of did that, although some of them aren't so, uh, I don't know how to say it, twinny. <laughs> um, but uh, so, yeah, that was the original concept. And uh, yeah, I just, I just really think... Uh, the idea of twins is fascinating. Also, I guess the 
the first half of the record is kind of um, a certain way and the second half is another way and they kind of, um, I guess, work in that way too, kind of two sides of the same kind of coin or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool concept and I, and I love that because I was actually thinking about the um, album cover because I think it's a really like interesting picture. It's like something about it is like, it's like very beautiful but also something is like kind of like a little bit unsettling, eerie, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's it's interesting that it's it's your it's your mom and your aunt. That's so funny. Um, I never would have guessed. I thought it was like just two random people, but it's yeah. nice that it has that like. It's like personal, meaning. yeah. Yeah, which is awesome, and I like it. I like the. It's a really beautiful album cover. It's like super vintage too. It's 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 really cute. I love it. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it, I think it it turned out really nice, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, and it, yeah, I like kind of hearing about yeah that whole concept because now like I'm kind of thinking back to when I was listening to it, and now I can start to kind of piece some of those things together, which is awesome. Um, yeah, and I wanted to go back a bit and talk about your songwriting process. So um, specifically for this album, how did that work for you? Was it? I know for many artists, it's different for each song, and you know, inspiration strikes at different times yeah. and different moments. But um, yeah, how does that work for you? Well, I guess it's like a long, <laughs> kind of convoluted process. Um, I had a lot of these songs. Uh, I recorded them as kind of a solo thing years ago. And then uh, I went to that, that school, that production school called the uh, Harris Institute, and met some people there and started a band. And we would play those songs. But we all kind of went our separate ways, uh, more or less. And... I had those songs, we developed them as a band, and then I was kind of without a band and kind of was like, okay, I really want to put these out there, you know, give give them their, you know, their time to, you know, get out there to people's ears in like a big way or whatever. So, yeah, I, I just started recording them um, with a label called Mason of Music in Hamilton and uh, just treated it like a full-time job and just did multiple versions and... Um, you know, some songs have like 50 plus versions of just demos and again and again. So it was kind of like an obsessive approach almost. But I think like I'm really happy with it, the, the way it turned out and stuff. So Awesome. Yeah. And you should be. You should be so proud. It's it's an amazing piece of work. And um, like you said, you have like f- like 50 demos of like maybe the same song. So I was wondering, when did you kind of decide, like when do you decide when a song is finished or that it's ready to be like it's final? <laughs> it's really hard, um, to be honest. It's because there's always little changes that you can do. Um, you know, I, I've heard of like, you know, major artists like the last day they like before release, they're like, no, the master has to be changed or even years, you know, uh, go by and they're still working on the same songs that have been released and, like, gone multi-platinum and stuff like that. So it's hard to say, I guess. For me, it was, like, you know, the deadline um, really set that in stone in terms of, like, okay, it has to be done, so just, like, get it to the point where you can feel, you know, as good as you can about it. Um, But, I mean, for me, I guess... Now that we're playing shows and I'm, I'm starting to play with the band again, um, it's a cool way to kind of keep keep uh, adjusting as you go. And, um, you know, the live show is a, is a way to kind of recreate the songs and, and keep doing them and keep adjusting and doing all that stuff again. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point, and I think um, it, it's good too because I know as an artist or again like anything creative, you do tend to like pick at things or be like, okay, this isn't like it could be different. You could have done this differently. I can totally relate to that as well. Um, 
And I think that it's cool. That's like it's a good point that you can kind of still play around with it in the live shows. And I think that makes it exciting too for listeners who like are familiar with like the album, uh, like the songs on the album, and then hearing like, oh, like this is this is a different a little twist. Yeah. And so I want to talk about some of the songs on the album. There's a lot of great songs. It's hard to choose what ones I want to talk about. But the first one I want to talk about is the first track on the album, which is called "Pray on It." So this is one of my favorites. It's more of an electronic song. So can you tell me a bit about um, the story behind this song? Um, so this one, uh, I guess it's, yeah, I'm trying to think because it's a, it's a long story, but um, this one evolved from kind of a sampled piece of, um, I guess, I think it's a Renaissance madrigal. So it's like kind of a choral piece of music. And I sampled like a little part of it. And it just kind of like, I just would loop it and uh, it just sounded like it was saying, pray on it, pray on it, pray on it. So I don't think that's what it was actually saying. But uh, so I, I made this loop and then um, evolved kind of a drum beat around it. And then, yeah, had this kind of structure that evolved from that. And yeah, I, I was just kind of uh, interested in kind of making something that was uh, a bit more dancey with electronic drums because I'd done kind of... Uh, a lot of you know live drumming and it's really hard to get good drum sounds so um yeah it was one of those things where it just like you know you do something random you sample a random part and then it's just like wow this is this is really cool i want to develop this so it evolved from that and then yeah that was like that was the song that uh, essentially started my old band uh garbaggio we were called um and so that was like the first song that we practiced and um it was like a one that we would play at all our gigs and would get people dancing. So um, I thought it would be a good way to start the album off. Yeah, I love that. And yeah, it's definitely a good introduction to the album. And um, yeah, I find it so fascinating because each song is very different. Like I was saying before, you know, you play with many different genres. So it's always exciting and always kind of captures your attention because you never know what to expect. And um, yeah, so the next song I want to talk about is called Nobody Else. So I was wondering if you could tell me a bit about the songwriting process for this song. Um, for this one, um, I used like a, an alternate tuning on the guitar. And um, yeah, I was, I was just playing around with, it's like a pretty basic uh, chord structure, I guess. Um, and yeah, I just wanted something that was like really kind of rocky and... Um, simple but like really emotional too like personal and emotional as well that was fun and all that stuff I, I don't think it's funny because I don't know if I was actually thinking all this stuff you know when I was actually writing it but um, in retrospect I think I was just grabbed a guitar and was just like this sounds cool nobody else nobody else so um, yeah it's it's like I think a lot of it happens by instinct and then you know talking about it, you you want to kind of make a story up around it but uh I mean, yeah, I just wanted to make a cool rock song, essentially. Yeah, I know. Sometimes it just happens. Cool things just happen. I love that, though. Um, and that's actually a good point, because I feel like I always interview bands, and a lot of them are like, honestly, I don't remember. It just kind of yeah, came about. Yeah, it just happened. And it's so true. I mean, and, and that's that's really cool, too. They don't have to put too much thought. It kind of just happens naturally, which I think is the best result a lot of the totally. time, and it's just genuine and cool. And um, yeah, and you use a lot of repetition in this song, which I think is a super cool thing. So obviously that's kind of what helps make it catchy or, you know, it sticks in your head yeah. because of all the repetition. So um, again, I guess, was that intentional or it just kind of came out naturally? Yeah, I think I heard like, 
it was like someone was doing like a songwriting course or something like that, but it was like a jokey part. And they said like, okay, so in the verses, just do the chorus again and just like put the chorus in all the parts of the song. So I think I was just like trying to do something like that and just use, you know, as much repetition and just say, say the song title as much as I could, almost as like a personal joke to myself. Um, I mean... I also just like repetition in music, like, you know, like trancey music or like um, minimalist composers and stuff like that, where you just take a small section and just repeat it again and again and again. Um, I just, uh, for some reason, that's really fascinating for me as a listener. Right. Yeah. And also kind of speaking of songwriting specifically, do you have any like, I guess, um, advice or like techniques that you specifically use in writing songs? Because I feel like repetition is a big thing. I know sometimes a lot of songs use like cliches, like but in, like to their advantage, yeah. not in like a bad way. But yeah. So what what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I guess I start with just like pretty much just being like open to to anything. So, you know, you start with a thing and yes, it's been done a million times or something or it's like you're starting with like a chord pattern that's like really overdone or something, but it's like, okay, what, what kind of spin can I put on this? Um, so just, yeah, like allowing yourself to be bad essentially for a bit, um, just to get ideas out and not feel kind of constricted by your own, um, negative thoughts or something like that. Um, and then I also use this, it's like a deck of cards, um, that's called the oblique strategies. That's like, uh, it probably sounds pretty pretentious or something, but it's like this, like, it's kind of like um, a set of uh, random kind of cues when you, like, have a creative problem or something. And uh, you you take a card at random and it tells you, like, an instruction, like, okay, so listen to your song really quietly with the lights out or something like that. Or, like, um, play it backwards or, like, do something like that. So it's like once you have a creative idea, maybe just, like, turn it on its side and see see where that goes or like you know play it backwards or spin it upside down or something like that you know just to kind of um get the most out of your own creativity or something i don't know something like yeah. that yeah no that's super <laughs> cool i love that and i love that yeah there's a deck of cards that kind of helps with that i think that's i think that's a really helpful tool for sure and i think totally. yeah like listening to it in different ways or you know different like places like for, in a dark room like you were saying before i think that that's helpful because like you said it kind of helps you get out of your own mind and mm -hmm. it's like oh this is actually cool maybe i can incorporate this feeling that i had when listening to it this way into the song or, totally so yeah that's that's super cool yeah and i think like i i did a lot of um time stretching was another thing too just like speeding things up really quick or slowing them down it just gives you a new perspective on your on yourself and it, it kind of takes you out of it in a way so that you're not always like in charge of everything you're like you step back and also just working with different people is another good thing you know different producers or different artists and getting uh, their input as well Exactly. I love that. And um, so I know that you also just released a music video for your song, Nobody Else. So I was wondering if you can tell me a bit about the concept for this music video. Uh, okay, I guess, um, yeah, the song lyrics are kind of, you know, about like isolation or, you know, secrecy or something. So um, my brother, Steve, Steve Crosby, he's a photographer and um, we've always wanted to shoot a music video together. So we went out uh, to this island um, that is kind of by my cottage up north, and uh, we took a boat out to this to this deserted island. And there's like a deserted lighthouse and all these broken down buildings. It's really cool. 
And we just thought that that kind of like helped to mirror the theme, kind of like relate back to the song. So that was kind of a cool way of doing that. Plus, it was just like a cool place to shoot. So um, yeah, it's it's just like me essentially playing guitar in front of a bunch of weird old buildings. <laughs> but it's it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, and I like the yeah the way you filmed it too. Like it's yeah again very like a vintage feel to it, and it's it's cool. And I like how yeah the focus is like yeah on you and the, the guitar playing, which is awesome. Yeah, it's, I think it's a fun video and it works well with the song. Like you said again with the whole um, themes of like isolation in the song. So. Very nice, very nice. And are you planning on releasing any other music videos for the other songs, or is that still um, undetermined? I'm planning on working on some more for the for the album. It's a it's a cool way to kind of uh, again kind of like breathe new life into the songs and kind of um, you know hear them again in a different context when there's visuals to it. So um, yeah, I've I've got plans to release um, more videos, but I just have to make them and edit them and all that stuff. So. Um, big plans though yes big plans I love that and I know especially now too like visual albums obviously can't, like are very big like totally. I, I don't want to say Beyonce, Beyonce but totally. Beyonce Lemonade <laughs> <laughs> no even like um, there's like a local rapper too Sean Leon he, yeah. Um, yeah he had like a visual kind of yeah music experience as well so yeah, that's awesome too. yeah I think I think it's a super cool way and it's like a, the new way now with music too so I think you're so right the visual component is very powerful yeah and yeah so I'm looking forward to seeing what else um, what other music videos you come out with um, in the future me too yeah <laughs> you're like we don't know what it is yet, but it's coming <laughs> yeah and now so I want to talk about a bit more songs on the album so the next one I want to talk about is lightning so um yeah this is a soft rock number and I was wondering if you could just tell me more about this like what's the story behind this song this one I guess I was living on Bloor Street and yeah it was just like five in the morning and I was just kind of like trying to write quietly because I didn't want to wake up my roommates so I just kind of like we're you know, dinking around on piano or something and just came up with these chords and it just kind of was one of those ones that wasn't really hard to write. It just kind of came out and then it's kind of a two-part song. So there's kind of a poppy first bit and then the second half, it's uh, it's like a, a different kind of more almost instrumental structure. Um, and there's like, I don't know, I, I like when bands do that. Like uh, I remember like Animal Collective had some songs that were kind of like that, where it's like the first half is kind of like this like intense pop, like as much as you can get, like all these words and all this stuff, and then it's just kind of like breaks and there's all this space. Um, so yeah, I was kind of like trying to do something like that, kind of a two-part thing. And I think, yeah, for, for the album, it was nice because it like there's so much jam-packed in it, like all these words and melodies and stuff, and like that's like a really nice, like probably my favorite part of the album is like, the second part of that uh, song, Lightning, is just like, okay, everything just kind of like quiets down for a second, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah, I love that. And yeah, it's it's interesting too because, um, yeah, it does stand out from some of the other songs too because they're all just have such different vibes too. It's it's so interesting. I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, every song we're talking about is like super, super different um, in terms of like the sound. So yeah, it's, it's really cool and it's definitely one of my favorites off the album as well. Um, but again, it's hard to choose a favorite because they're all so like unique in their own way and it's it's fun. Um, and yeah, another song I wanted to talk about too is Candy Floss. So that one's a super like fun, like yeah. light, like yeah. like sugary song. I want to say it's very like a yeah. sweet song. So yeah, can you tell me about that one? Because I feel like, especially in contrast to like this song, it's like it's a very different vibe. So I was wondering if you could tell me a bit more. Yeah, I guess like um, I was kind of thinking about the album in terms of like 
the first half is kind of light. I, I don't want to, you know, say too much about of course, know, like, yes, color everyone's perception of it or whatever. But um, the first half is kind of light and fun, and the second half is like there's more, I guess, complicated stuff that happens. But um, yeah, that's part of like the more light and fun part. And I think it was just kind of like making something that was like almost purposefully um, kind of, yeah, it's like candy or just like, it's almost like a shallow song in a weird way, but like in a nice way, like, you know, like a shallow pool or something that looks cool. Yeah, that looks cool. <laughs> I mean, something something that's just kind of, um, you know, like those pop hits of like the 60s, like there's this band called The Association and they've got this song called like um, Everyone Knows It's Windy and it's like, what like it's about a girl named Wendy and it's just like this weird song but it's like got these really great melodies and a great sound and I just wanted something that was kind of like I, I don't want to say stupid but just like kind of silly and fun and uh poppy and uh sugary yeah that's a good way to describe it I love it and yeah no it's like it's not a stupid song but like you said it is a, like a lighter song and it's super yeah. fun and it has its own like you know, really cool moments too. And I think that it's important to have that mix of like, you know, the heavier songs with the lighter songs. Totally. And I was wondering too, because obviously like, especially dream pop or like that genre specifically is like a lot of people think it's more like, like lighthearted stuff. Yeah. So I was wondering like, cause you do explore some like, I guess more heavier stuff. Um, so I was wondering what is your like thought on that? Or like, how do you kind of like, for example, I know there's like other like bands I've listened to as well who like, they, they have like very upbeat, um, like a very upbeat song, but the lyrics are like very dark. Yeah. So what is your opinion on that? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess for me, it's just I, I try and write from like, uh, I guess like a personal, you know, personal situations or things like that. Um, so I, I try and like it's like summing up like, you know, years or like, um, you know, like a full relationship with someone else or something in like this like concentrated, uh, you know, three or four minute just like little pop ditty or whatever. So um I try and just like it's it's kind of a cool exercise to kind of see um, how much of like the complexity of the situation or whatever you're trying to express you can um, express in in that little framework. So it's like, OK, so like, you know, if this was a relationship, there was good parts, there was bad parts, like it was a complex thing. I'll express that, you know, so I like I like when lyrics do that when when it's not just like it's all great or it's all bad. It's like having both kind of like a multifaceted thing that you can read in different ways. Um, yeah, so I, I guess that's essentially how I try and approach lyrics. But it's, again, like a lot of demoing again and again. It's just like, no, this isn't very good. I want to change this. I want to, like, make it. And I guess also just making it sound good, like the words mm -hmm. sound good to you so you can, like, sing them without feeling like uh, this isn't natural or something mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, no, exactly. And I like your point, too, about how um, relationships or even life in general, like there's ups and downs. And I think it's important to, like you said, kind of represent both sides and, yeah, have that find that good balance. So, yeah, I love that. And I know I'm a huge fan of your stuff. And especially now after talking to you, I'm like, yes, I dig it even more. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, no problem. And um, so the last song I want to talk about is called Deep in Your Mind. So this is a slower track on the album. So I was wondering if you can, yeah, tell me some more about this song. Okay, so yeah, this one kind of slows things down a bit in terms of how it fits onto the album. Um, there's a lot less kind of like um, high-end percussion, um, that kind of stuff. Like a lot of the other tracks, there's tambourines and there's all kinds of stuff 
happening all the time. And this one kind of like clears the air. It feels like it's just like kind of like takes things down a notch um, in terms of like the tempo and the amount of instruments playing and stuff. And uh, yeah, so this one started out as kind of a more electronic-y track. And um, I kind of wanted to take it in in more of a band direction because I um, was playing with the band at the time I was developing it. So I was like, you know, I don't want to just be like standing up on stage with like a computer while the band just like stands there or whatever. So I wanted to just like inject some like real like, you know, rock instruments into it. And yeah, so so it's it's just like a, a slow kind of apologetic, um, more somber song. I guess like it's a bit, it's a bit sassy too, which is weird. But uh, yeah, I think there's some like sassy lyrics in there. <laughs> if I'm gonna be honest, um, and then it's uh, yeah, it's it, we we also did um, when we were developing it um, myself and the producer I was working with from Mason of his name's Moon and Six. Um, you should check out his stuff too. It's really cool. Uh, but. Uh, we kind of like went back to our, you know, music theory um, notebooks and kind of tried to develop um, strings for it as well. It kind of like has like a string climax with like, you know, uh, cellos and um, violas and violins and stuff like that. So we wanted to like, you know, we pretty much like when we were writing this album just wanted to throw every single thing that we could at it, like song by song, just like what are some cool experimental things we can do? Like let's throw in a you know, string section. So mm-hmm. that was a, a cool, um, you know, way to incorporate that um, into that song, I, I think. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And, um, and yeah, overall, honestly, I love, I love the album. It's a great album. So many, um, like, different songs, like I said, and, you know, different sounds. And just, it's it honestly is something for everyone. Like, no matter what mood you're in or what type of song you want to listen to, like, you'll find it on this album for real. And, um, and yeah, and I was wondering, uh, so, again, this album is being released on September 15th. So yeah. what do you hope people kind of, like, how do you hope they react or how do you hope that they feel when they listen to this album? Well, I, I think like I'm, I'm into all kinds of reactions. Like I was saying before, it's like, it's, it's cool to get positive reviews or just like, you know, people being like, Hey, this is great. This is really cool. I, I like this, but like, I don't know something about me. I don't know something about the way that I think about things or listen to things. I I also enjoy like, like the negative reviews for some sick reason or something. It's like (laughs) something is fun about that as a creative person, because, you know, like I've spent so much time with these songs, right? I've, I've thought about them in every which way. So it's like to hear what other, how other people like it or dislike it. It's like, that's, it's like exciting because at least they're listening to it. Right. And like they're interacting with it. I guess that's all, you know, like, I want from it is just for people to interact with it. I mean, yeah, I guess the people say it's like the worst thing is like if someone hears it and it's just like, you know, doesn't say anything or it's just like, you know, so any sort of any sort of feedback is like is fun for me. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I was like, um, having some type of reaction is better than no reaction mm-hmm. at all. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, yeah, whether it's love or whether it's hate, I don't think you're going to make anyone hate me. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like, whether it's a good review or a bad review, I feel feel like either way, like, you've 
somehow like reached people you totally. people have yeah like it's they've, it's affected them enough to either have some type of response basically so yeah, yeah. something anything anything please <laughs> anything yeah and so um your album release show is happening on september 13th at yeah. the smiling buddha on college street so i was wondering what's in store for this performance what can people expect um, so, yeah, I've started playing with a uh, live band again. So that's um, some of the members of my older band, Garbaggio. And uh, so, yeah, we've we've kind of like reworked some of the tracks. And um, some of those, you know, uh, members helped me with this album. Um, and they're, they're all on the album. So it's cool to kind of get out of the studio and get out there again. Um, so yeah, that's, that's going to be fun. Uh, and then we're playing with the Ferns and they're from St. Catharines and they're, they're like a really fun, um, you know, indie band. And, um, this other, uh, interesting guy, he's, his name's Lake South or that's his artist name. And he's from, uh, New Zealand. So he's, he's opening up the show and I'm not sure. I think we might have a DJ at the end of the night. I have to check on that. (laughs) But, um, yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, and I love playing live. I used to play like house shows a lot, and that was like super fun. And the boot is always a great place to uh, to play, so I'm super stoked. Nice, and um, yeah. With that being said, what's your favorite song to perform live off this album, and why? I think nobody else is like the most fun because it's just like easy and like um, it just like you know it hits all the the buttons you know like I've, I've played it like million bajillion times and still every time it's like oh yeah that sounds cool like I still really like it it's easy to like um you know um express the emotions I guess in a live situation you know you, you hear about people talking about like a song being easy to work live versus like being a harder one and um that one's definitely like one of the the easiest it's like it just feels really good Awesome. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be a great show and it's coming up soon. So anyone who is looking forward to hearing this album should go check you out. Or even if you haven't heard about this album, go check him out and you'll hear all of his great songs. And um, and yeah, so where can people go to find out more information about you and your music? Okay. So uh, yeah, the, the Twins pre-order is live. Uh, it's actually live right now on iTunes and Bandcamp. Um, and you can find more info at jameswyattcrosby.com. That's my name. And, uh, yeah, you can find me on social media also as uh, James Wyatt Crosby. And the album is out on September 15th. So, yeah. And if you want to come and get a an actual physical copy, we're going to be selling them at the Smiling Buddha on the 13th of September. So come out. It's going to be fun. Perfect. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much again for joining me today. It was great getting to hear more about your music. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Don't miss your chance to watch James Wyatt Crosby perform live at the Smiling Buddha on September 13th. To find out more about Crosby and his music, visit his website, jameswyattcrosby.com, and connect with him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, be sure to pre-order his new album, Twins, on Bandcamp and iTunes. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nicole DiDonato. This was Arts and Culture on the Morning Mixtape.